Hello and a warm welcome back to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. So we are going deep this week. I've got Amberly Lyons back on the podcast and you may remember she did an amazing bonus business episode of the Face Yoga Expert podcast last year when she talked about how she grew her business to a seven-figure business in a really soulful way. And we had such an amazing chat. And we often connect with each other on Instagram. And she kindly gifted me her gorgeous Rituals by Chakra Girl app, which, by the way, if you put the code FACEYOGA in, um, all uppercase, I believe, all capital letters, then you get a free month trial of it. It's absolutely worth trying. It's really great. But in this episode, we really talk a lot, not only about rituals, but we also talk a lot about spirituality. I feel like I completely opened up about how I feel at the spiritual level. And I feel like Amber Lee did the same thing. So hopefully when you listen to this, some of this will resonate with you and you will in Enjoy what we're saying. So just a little reminder for you guys about my two books. And I realised actually last week when I was speaking to a couple of people that some people didn't realise I have two books. So I have Daniel Collins Face Yoga and I have The Face Yoga Journal. They are both packed full of amazing face yoga techniques. So one minute techniques that you can integrate into your day. I'd recommend, to be honest, getting both. They've got different techniques in. Face Yoga Journal is a really great way of just logging your face yoga practice as you do each of the techniques. So 52 techniques, one for each week of the year in there, but also space to help you with intentions and gratitudes to record when you've done your face yoga. There's affirmations in there. There's bits about chakras and crystals, which I know you guys are going to love. Danielle Collins Face Yoga is a really great introduction to face yoga. It takes you through key areas of the face. You can really deep dive into any problem areas you've got. Also skincare tips in there, some yoga tips. So both of those you can get on Amazon on any good bookstore as well. Okay, so without further ado, let's get into this week's episode with Amberly Lyons. Amberly, a warm welcome back to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. I am so excited to have you on for a second time. How are you today? I am so good. I'm excited to be back too. We had, we've had such good chats with you on my podcast and me on yours, and now we get to do it all over again. I know, and I'm going to come on yours again, which is so exciting. Yes. I just feel like we've got so much in common and so much we love chatting about. Yes. So I feel like this is like a podcast series. It's exactly. Like third one. We should start our own podcast. (laughs) Yes, we should. (laughs) That would be amazing. And there has lots that has changed really since last time you came on. Like loads, in fact. We were just talking about you. (laughs) Literally everything. We were just talking about how you've moved home, which is amazing. Four and a half hours away from Vancouver, where you were before. And a massive thing in your life is your retirement. And I feel like as I say retirement, everyone who doesn't know you is visualizing you as 65 <laughs> you're actually not even 40 yet are you? no I'm 35 <laughs> exactly so tell us about what your retirement has been and what it has entailed yeah so I was doing essentially like spiritual mentoring 
spiritual coaching and business coaching all tied into one really. And I did that for about five years and it was, you know, high ticket sales. You know, I had $20,000 offerings. I even had a $30,000 offering and I, you know, it was, it was big money, but it was also big stress. Um, I really got into human design. I'm a generator and I'm really only, oh, you are. Okay. So, you know, like I'm (laughs) only, yeah, I'm only meant to do the things that feel like a heck yes, like a hundred percent. This is, and for a long time, that was my heck yes. And I, I always taught my business clients that you're meant to teach the world, the thing that changed your life the most. And you know, when I, so at first, when I started my business, I was teaching about chakras and then I realized, wow, I started this business and that's changed my life more than anything. So I was teaching about, you know, the business stuff and the spiritual stuff. And then funnily enough, like my very first business was a chakra jewelry company. Um, and each piece of jewelry came with a little meditation, you know, and then in 2020, I, I kind of like, I remember just having this moment where I was like, I reached a really big goal. I actually exceeded these goals that I had. And I remember being like, okay, what's next? And being like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I don't want to set another goal doing the same thing and then having to do all that work to get it. It didn't feel exciting to me anymore. And I went through another spiritual awakening in 2020, which I think a lot of people did because there was so much fear and so much, you know, what's going on in the world. And so I was doing a lot of deep diving of what's going on in the world, plus a lot of deep diving of myself. And I realized that, you know, through this transition and everything that I've gone through, like what I was passionate about teaching was spiritual awakenings and navigating the dark hard parts of spirituality. And so when I looked at what the foundation of that was, it was spiritual rituals. So I remembered this moment just with my husband and he was working for me at the time. He left his like high paying tech job to work for my big, you know, seven figure company. And then we were just sitting there one day and I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And I was like, I don't know if you're going to have to get a job or what, but I just need to stop like literally. And so I remember I like announced in 2021, I was like, I'm retiring. This is my last year. Get it while you can. And I held myself to it. And then in 2022, I was totally done. And there's always like dynamics in relationships. It was really wild how as soon as I got out of my masculine and into my feminine, my husband just like totally, he started like doing all this investing and like it, he, because I pulled back, he stepped up in this huge way and I was able to stop working and create what I wanted to create. So that's where we're at now, where I'm actually creating what I want to create. And it's been this full circle moment where I'm back to creating these meditations and these rituals, which were, was kind of the plan all along in the beginning. I love that. So when you announced you're going to retire, did you know about your rituals app? Or was that something which you closed one door, you let yourself have space? Yeah, and it came to you. Yeah. So so what was interesting was that I thought prism was going to be the thing. And the reason that I started prism was because I wanted to just have like a very 
trustworthy media source where we were telling the truth about things and doing that really transparent media so that and then also helping people do that transparent deep diving within themselves and that was that that's still very important to me and and we still are doing that in some capacity but like that was kind of the stepping stone to be like, no, I need to take people even deeper. Like I need to be there with them while they're doing this deep work. You know, it was kind of like prism is presenting them like, here's five ways you could heal this, or, you know, here's, you know, how to do this specific ritual. But I'm like, no, I need to be there. I need to be helping them in the trenches with them. And then with my um, human design too, I'm a three five. Mm -hmm. And so that means I'm really meant to like lead people from afar, but in like a deep way being like, this is what I do. Like I'm meant to show people exactly what I do. And then they'll, they'll inspire them that way. So it was a way for me to help people in a deep way without having to be there handholding them. Yes. I yeah. get that. And you handheld for so many years. So many it years. It just sounds like that part of your life that's over. That was great. I, yeah. But yeah. now you need to be creating when and if you want. And that's a beauty about this app that you add content when you want. But it's so great because I think it brings together everything you've done over the years into one really neat package. So, so for true. anyone that hasn't looked at it, tell us a little bit about it. I mean, I love it. I've done probably five or six of the rituals on there so far, and it's fab. But just describe a little bit about what's in it and, and what people yeah. can enjoy and do through it. Yeah, so the Rituals by Chakra Girl app is really a video library of all of the spiritual rituals that I've done in my life that have healed me, that have allowed me to become my own healer. And that's really my intention with the app is to allow you to become your own healer. And so we're using so many different modalities like crystal healing, energy healing, you know, time traveling, you know, multidimensional work, but then also the more foundational stuff like balancing your chakras, even sitting in silence. Like, so essentially it really is for any level. And I don't want to say that there's levels of spirituality, but it's for like, no matter where you're at that day or on your journey, whether you're new to this work or whether you're someone who's been doing it for a lot and wants to learn different modalities, like there's something on there for everyone. And we make it really searchable. So you can search by what you want to manifest. And there's specific rituals for if you want to manifest abundance or you want clarity on your purpose, you can search by duration. Like if you're like, okay, it's the middle of the day. I am like in a rut. I've got five minutes. Is Can I just bang something out and like get recentered? Um, you can search by different chakras. You can search by the type of ritual. You can search specifically just the advanced rituals. So it's very user-friendly. And that, that was really important to me because I just wanted to remove the guesswork because there have even been times for myself where I'm just like, okay, I'm feeling this certain way. You know, I know all these different modalities, but I'm like, I just, you know, when you're feeling away, you don't, you can't necessarily have that clarity of mind to be like, okay, this is what I need right now. But when it's all laid out and you can kind of see it in front of you, you can kind of like intuitively guide yourself to what you need right then. And, and I, I love that about it, that, you know, the intention was initially like really that proactive 
spiritual work where you set up this ritual where you're, you know, at a certain time of every day, you've got your, your time that you spend on yourself. And then there's some evening rituals, but what I found I've used it for a lot. And what a lot of people are saying they're using it for a lot as well is those more reactive, like I need something right now. Like I'm not, I'm feeling off or, you know, even if you don't have time in the morning and you're like, okay, I need to squeeze something in, in the afternoon, you know, those like little short rituals are so popular. Like people can't get enough of them. And then, yeah, some of like the longer, like more advanced ones, those ones are really popular too, for the people that are, you know, spending more time on it and really using it for deepening their journey. So there's so much on there and it really is for anyone and no matter where you're at. So that's, I mean, it just makes me so happy to be able to share something that's so low ticket, like any, like really anyone could afford it. It's like $7 and 99 cents a month, but like the impact that it can make in your life is just amazing. And I want people to keep coming back to it. So. Absolutely. And it's a huge impact. And what I love about it is you can be led by your intuition so much. So every time I've got it out, I haven't known what I've needed. I've just scrolled through and I've gone, okay, that's what I'm going for. And straight away, just gone with that gut instinct and just done it. And sometimes it's been, okay, I really need to get into my divine feminine. Other times, little did I know I actually needed something to do my heart chakra that day. And actually consciously, I wasn't thinking that. Scrolling through, drawn to that and went into that. So I think that's a great way to use it. There's a really nice structure on the app if you do want to be guided through. So like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But I imagine that a lot of people that come to it are quite good with using their intuition anyway way yeah so using it that way is exactly really great and are there any sort of rituals on there that you're like okay if you're going to do a ritual this is the one you should be doing yeah I love the clearing protection and sovereignty invocation I think it's like five minutes maybe it's a little bit longer but it is I, I I say this or some form of it every single morning and it's really just like declaring the agency over your own energy and it puts you into like this really powerful zone where you know that like nothing can touch you unless you've given it consent and it's it's so so powerful I love it so much I love that and tell us a little bit more you said it's in 2020 you went through a spiritual awakening now imagine like many of us you've gone through many different spiritual awakenings Would you say your last major one was in 2020 or have you found that there's sort of been like layers of the onion which have been going and going after the last two years? Well, I feel like it started in 2020 Mm -hmm. and it's still happening because I feel like what it was, and I'm still going through this, is a stripping away of the false identity that was programmed into me. And, you know, we were talking before we started recording that, you know, I went from living in a big city to now living in the country. And it's like, we create this brand and this persona. And some of it is innate from our soul, but a lot of it is from ego. And, and it's so subconscious. We don't realize we're not like, Oh, look at me. Like, I want people to think I'm cool, but a lot of it is actually, that is what it is. And so it's called like, you know, I'm, I'm really deep diving the universal laws right now. And the universal law of suggestion is really talks about how we've been programmed into like our thinking about ourselves, about the world, the way the world works. 
And I've just been uncoding that. I'm so curious what's underneath that. And, you know, one, and I've been talking about this a little bit and people are, okay, where can we start? And literally for me, it's like, write a list and be like, this is what my soul wants. Like write that at the top, like my soul desires. And then you just start writing a list and make sure that it's coming from your heart, not your head. And ask yourself, if I could never post this on Instagram, would I still want it? If I couldn't tell anyone about this, would I still want it? And for me, I realized like the things on the list were like, I want to frolic in a field. <laughs> I, <want> to- <laughs> I love that that was like, on your list. Like, you know what I mean? And yeah. it was just that I never thought would be the things I cared about. And then it's like, I went through the list again to be like, okay, seriously, is this ego or isn't it? And there were some that I was like, no, that one is, that one is ego. Cause I was, you know, kind of describing the house I want. And then when I was describing the house I want, I was like, oh yeah, like on Pinterest. And, the, and then I'm like, okay, no, like, is that actually the house I want? And so I, I it's not that I'm going to strip all of this away at once, but it's just these small little, you know, the moments will come, the little decisions will come when they're meant to. And then it's about just having that awareness in the moment to be like, okay, is this a soul desire or is this uh, something that is coming from pain, wanting some kind of validation? Yes. And that is hard to do, to distinguish between soul and ego. And I think we all try to do that, particularly when we're doing manifestations. But actually, it is about like second guessing it all and like questioning it again and again. Like, is this my ego? And I like how you said, if nobody saw me do this, if I can never post on social media, if no one else was around to see it, would I still be doing this? Maybe even a question is, if it wasn't about the money, would I do this? If this didn't cost money or didn't make me money, would I do this? And just keep asking those questions. And actually that's really revealing, but actually really scary as well. It is. Because it it makes you suddenly say, hang on, maybe I shouldn't be doing that, which then perhaps you have to start doing what you did, which clearing huge parts of your life, closing a massive door on something that you could be doing, stepping into the unknown, But yeah, and I think it's also just trying to find that really nice balance as well, because something which you do so well is that great balance between spirituality and just living a really luxury, beautiful life. And how do you navigate that through in a a soul way, I guess, rather than an ego way? Yeah, and I feel like I I still I'm like I'm like you should have luxury in your life and I feel like when the luxury in your life is a reflection of how you feel on the inside then that is aligned for you and meant for you and we should all get to that point where we value ourselves and honor ourselves to that luxury level whereas what I see with a lot of people and what I even see in myself, I'm not hundred percent perfect either. And this is something I'm still working on stripping away. And I think I have been good at this. I've never been someone who like wanted to be, you know, necessarily needed the designer bags to be cool, but it's like, how, like, where is it coming from? I'm not saying you can't have the luxurious life because that's not what your soul wants. I'm saying, want it for the right reason and want it because you already feel that you are that you already feel that that is you you already feel that you know you already aren't in a place where you're like overextending to get that so you need to have that overflow feeling within you before you go and you know 
live that life. So that's where it's like, and I don't want anyone to like feel guilty to be like, oh, you know, you know, I did buy these things when I couldn't afford them or I did this, you know, that makes me bad or that makes me, you know, needy or that makes me, you know, a seeker of validation. Like we all are, that's what we've been conditioned to be since the day we were born. Like it's, we really have been conditioned to be that way. So it's nothing to feel bad about or to feel guilty about. It's like, it's, I want people to get curious about it, to be like, I wonder how I could shift this perspective to be more soul aligned because when it's more soul aligned, it's going to feel more fulfilling. We've all had those things where it's like, we want to buy this thing or do this thing or go on this trip or whatever, because we think it's going to fulfill us and make us look a certain way way, but then we do it and we don't really get that feeling or we get it for a very fleeting moment or we get the thing and then something happens and we don't have it anymore. So when we do it from the soul aligned place and we can be like, okay, how can I feel this way first and then do the thing, buy the thing, have the thing. And then when we do that, then it stays. So the, the, A Course in Miracles talks about the difference between creating and making. So making anyone can do. And I think a lot of these like mainstream manifesting processes really lend more to like a making rather than a creating, which is really like a dance with the universe and a magnetic pull because you've become an energetic match to something. So, and it's, it's hard. It's such a subtle difference because anyone could manifest from either one of those ways And so it's really such a subtle difference, but the feeling of the results when it's a creation rather than something that's a little bit more forced is so much more fulfilling. And that's what we all want. If we stripped away the validation of everything and we really looked at what is it, like, why do we want this? Why do we want the abundance? Why do we want that? We want safety. We want comfort. We want bliss. We want freedom. We want love. And so if we stripped everything away, it would really just boil down to those things. But those are all energies that we create without things, without manifestations. We create love from within. In. We create freedom by healing ourselves. We create bliss by frolicking in a field. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so that's, it's like, and then when we create those, we become a magnet to the things rather than thinking the things are going to make us feel that way. Yes, I agree. I love it so much. And it was really interesting when you talked about how you stopped all your coaching that you said you were able to step into your feminine so much more your divine feminine your goddess self how do you feel that has helped you over the last year to sort of live this life of abundance to create this app which feels so soul aligned for you and just to I guess also have the courage to move like you have into a completely different area tell us a little bit about that I think because when you're in your feminine there is a mass surrendering and a trust you have to deeply trust your intuition when you're in your feminine and that's why so many of us cling to the masculine is because we don't feel safe and we are like if I can control this then I'm safe but with settling into the feminine there's a huge surrender and so I will even say like with my business walking away from that much money I still am not you know the app is still very new I'm not making nearly as much money as I was (laughs) but I have this soul knowing that because I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing and I'm in my innate feminine energy, I know it's like, I have, it's like, I have this like 
conscious currency. It's like the money is there in my head. It's already there, but it's just not in my wallet yet. But you know, it's like, I just, yeah, it's just, I have this such a trust because I, because I'm creating from my soul. Like there's literally no question in my mind. And if we were to look at the numbers, okay, so you are charging, you know, minimum $5,000 before, and now you're charging $7 and 99 cents. So how many $7 99 cent things will you need to sell to make the same amount of money? So a it's lot. like, yeah, you know, it's like a lot. So it's like consciously it does like, you know, from a linear standpoint, it doesn't make that much sense. But I also know that feminine energy is quantum and we are quantum creators and it's not a linear approach. So I just have so much trust in that. And I've done so much anchoring of that. Like, yeah, I think to like sum up the, the entirety of that question is that it's about surrender and trust and you know, I'm not hundred percent perfect at it. Don't get me wrong. Like there's still days where I'm just like, I want to buy these things. Like, you know, or yeah. I was like, <laughs> You know, and I was telling my husband the other day, I was like, I'm craving fancy. Like, I need some fancy <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I love that you're craving fancy. Bring <laughs> so, me so, another handbag. Exactly. <laughs> I'm craving it. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I, I'm not perfect at it, but like the lesson to surrender and and create is that's what everything comes back to for me. It is. And how do you balance that surrendering and that flow and that creativity and that feminine with that masculine energy? Because actually it's a delicate dance, isn't it, between the two? And we can go too far one way or the other. It's so true. And when I was in the coaching world and, and doing all those things, I was so in my masculine. I was so motivated. If I needed to work till 9 p.m., I would work till 9 p.m. and I would get stuff done so quickly. It's not that way anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a good thing. It's a good thing because like there's part of me that's like, have I become lazy? (laughs) Like what is going on? Because things are going a lot more slowly. But with that, I'm also like, it's like, oh, now I realize why I launched this two weeks later than I thought I was going to, because I came up with all these other ideas during those two weeks. So it is a surrender and a trust, but there are days where I'm like, Amberly, you need to get your ass in gear. You need to <laughs> go do some stuff. So, so I've, for me, it's about, um, really like time, like scheduling. So making sure that I do my ritual before I have my coffee making sure that I work out and then, you know, we go for a walk and then we work out and then I'm set up to work. And then also just having a lot of space in my calendar so that I can flow with the work rather than being like, okay, you have an appointment at 12 and you have an appointment at two and you have an appointment at four. So you've got these little time. So I used to be able to be like, okay, so between this hour, I'll work on this between this hour, I'll work on this, but I just, it doesn't really work that way anymore. I need a huge amount of space and to choose while I'm in that space, what I work on. I need to just look at it and be like, okay, these are five things I need to get done this week or this month or whatever. What would feel so exciting to work on right now? So it's really about giving myself that space. And then when I do that, 
I get a lot done. And then what I've done too, I created this like new concept in my mind of a power hour where I do all the like masculine things that I don't want to do, like more kind of like tech or like more almost, almost like admin things that my assistant can't do that I need to do, or even just going through all my emails. I'll do that at like 5 PM because at that time I'm just like, okay, I just want to get stuff done and then go eat dinner. So I'll give myself like that hour and I can get so much done in that hour rather than being like, okay, okay, I have all these things to do and adding those to my to-do list. And then they're interrupting the creation process. So I really leave those things for the end of the day. And for me, that's what works. And I feel like that could change in two months from now, from now, but I think just really honoring the different flow and like how I'm feeling each day, that's been what's working for me. That's so amazing to hear. And do you have any particular like signals that your mind or your body or your life in general give you when you know it is time to change, to spiritually up level, to make big shifts in your life. Like for me, for example, it will always be health issues. So if there's something I need to work through or clear on, it'll come through as a health issue. Like recently I've been having massive hormonal issues and actually I realized I probably had those hormonal issues for quite a long time. Um, I get basically like an extreme form of PMS, but I've become really good at sort of managing that because I'm so good at my self-care, but it's come up right to the forefront recently. And actually for me and this has also followed an infection I had in January around the womb so for me it's massively saying Danielle you've got lots of sacral work to do you've got lots of healing not only for yourself but actually perhaps for ancestors before you I'm a mum of two girls one of my girls is nearly 10 I know she's going to start starting her cycle soon And actually, I can start to see all these reasons coming in that starting to say, not only is it time to heal your own hormones, but also it's time to really deep dive into any blocks you've got in your sacral area. And it's really time to start, well, my gut instinct, my sort of intuition is telling me that I really need to start looking at my life within my cycle. So scheduling Mm -hmm. me why I work around that, how I live and actually living really differently. And I'm 40 now and I'm completely shocked it's taken me 40 years to actually even come to the realisation that I need to start living according to my cycle. How have I not, I've been in the health industry for 17 years, how have I not ever had this realisation? So for me, it's often like a health issue quite strong that comes in I do the healing and then I'm often able to help and inspire other people because I've then gone through that healing journey or or I show people what my healing journey is as I go through it so yeah. that's my thing do you have like a a thing like that if well, that makes so, sense <laughs> I so funny you say that because when I right before I created goddess magnetism I actually had an um, an emergency appendectomy. I can't oh, remember wow. if I if I had that when we spoke last time. I, well, it was, I don't know. I don't know. So it was um the end of 2020. Mm-hmm. So and that was when I was already going through an awakening and doing so much deep work. And I was like, what more can I do? Mm, there's always <laughs> so, more. <laughs> there was always more. So 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 yeah. In that point, like I was like, okay. And again, like 
appendix, like that's in the sacral area. I knew that it was the feminine energy thing. I knew that I was also, it was, it was also a release of a lot of the stuff that I had already cleared. And it was like, okay, you don't need this, get it out. Um, but yeah, so that was one thing that was health, but typically for me, it's like, I just become a moody little brat (laughs) and I'm like complaining a lot. And I'm just like, Oh, I hate this. And why am I doing this? And this needs to change. Like I just get really, really agitated. Um, so I think like for me, that that's the key where it's just like, okay, I can't, I can't like, I'm not enjoying this. This isn't fun anymore. And it goes back to that kind of like, this isn't like a hell yes for me anymore. And that's when I know I really need to do something and really need to change something. Um, I would say my biggest, uh, physical thing is, um, I'll be clenching my jaw. Okay. Yes. And again, that's the right person for that. But that's so, interesting, isn't it? And particularly the jaw area, we hold yes. a lot of our emotion of control yes. in that area. So if we're yes. trying to hold on too tight to something or control something, it often yes. manifests in the jaw area. Exactly. And then I also think too about like throat chakra and how it's words unspoken and how I know I meant to like share in a deeper way. And in order to do that, I have digging to do for myself. And that's always what my business has been. Like, like I said, I created goddess magnetism because I was called to go deeper. And then I went deeper and then I was like, okay, I'm bringing everyone with me. And it's kind of the same thing with the app. Like all the rituals that I'm creating are usually it's like, Hey, this is a ritual I've been doing the last little while because I've needed it. And here it is for you guys too. So it's, it's often a call to go deeper so I can share deeper. Yes. Love that. And I'm really interested as I listen to you talk there, do you ever get frustrated by the amount of inner work and inner healing you have to do? Because I must admit for me sometimes, and it's only sometimes, but I can get into that headspace where I just go, wouldn't it be easier to go through life with blinkers on, living life in a 3D way, not having to do any of this blinking healing just when I, I thought I had healed my throat chakra after 40 years the sacral chakra pops up and decides that I need to do a lot of healing there and so many times that I get those signals I know there's a deep reason and I know that I'm on this earth in this lifetime to heal these issues to help other people heal those issues as well and I know that from a deep soul place but sometimes when my mind and my ego goes in I'm like oh why don't I just get a regular job not even think not even think about my soul or my intuition and just go through life like that would I be happier I know, do you ever I, have that thought I know I was literally thinking this like a couple of weeks ago I was just oh, like really I was like, am I helping people or am I just like really opening them up to like a world of heartache? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, no, I'm just Mm -hmm. like, there's so, and I was like going for a walk with my husband. I was like, I'm so glad we didn't like, we're so like desolate here. Like there's no, I don't think desolate's the right word. We're so like- isolated yeah and we don't see people thank god because I we were on this little nature hike and I was bawling the whole time I was just like I'm working so hard on myself and I still don't feel good (laughs) I feel you I feel you completely all of those 
things. It's literally an ego death. And so our ego, our ego is clinging on for dear life and trying to convince us, stop killing me, stop killing me. But it's, it's trying to tell us that we, yeah, we should just be that like naive person and ignore it because it knows that if we keep doing this work, then it's going to keep, continue to be like obliterated. So, so yeah, it's, uh, I, yes. And I like, I, I, for a long time I didn't, but recently I was, I think just like with things going on in the world, I'm just like, wow, it must be really nice to think that it's that easy. You guys, yeah. like it must be really nice yeah. to think that like an election could change things or yeah. that, you know, it's like, there's like, people don't see things from like a bigger picture mm-hmm. and I'm just like I wish I didn't know everything yeah. that I knew yeah exactly <laughs> and when you start questioning things you start delving deeper into exactly. things and you start seeing things in a different way yeah um, and also I think what's difficult with it as well is particularly if there's people in your life Mm-hmm. who are see things for what they are and yeah. actually there's nothing wrong with that you know no. we've all had a part of our lives where we've lived in that naivety you know we watch the news and we believe everything that's that's on the news or yeah. you know we believe everything we're told by politicians or whatever exactly. it might be yeah we've yeah. all had that that time and actually yeah. some people will always live like that yeah. some people will start questioning it and maybe pull back a little bit and other people will just open those massive you can't unsee oh my gosh exactly and it is hard work and like you say yeah. it is like that constant like a battling against that inner ego that inner dark side and yeah. then starting to think okay so how do I now coexist with not only a dark side within me but a dark side within well, the, and planet, the universe well, and that's the thing is that it's all parallel. Yeah. And again, not to like judge or offend anyone who doesn't see the things um, or chooses not to see the things. But what I've seen, and this answers kind of your question too, of like, what are the hints and signs that you need to do more inner work is when the outer world stuff is slapping me in the face. And I have to look at, okay, what is my fear here? And then apply that to my own life. For example, I feel, for example, say you feel your freedom is being taken away. Say you feel like your rights of your own body are being taken away. Be like, okay, how can I reconcile that within? What does freedom look like for me? How am I not allowing myself to feel freedom? Maybe I'm restricting myself. Maybe I'm working too much. Maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm not allowing myself to feel freedom. How am I, you know, not connecting to my body? How am I not listening to the cues of my body? How am I not honoring my body? So whatever is happening on the outside of the world is really um, an opportunity for us to look at a giant mirror and be like, I own the way I feel. I have complete sovereignty over my life, my soul, my body, and no one can take that away from me unless I consent and I don't consent. So then we get to like really do that work and be like, okay, how can I cultivate the feeling of freedom? How can I cultivate the feeling of sovereignty? And, and that's been, and, and so what I was going to say in terms of like not wanting to judge people is that I've found the people in my life anyways, it's just an observation is the people who are unwilling to look at 
the things that are going on in the world are the same people that are unwilling to look at themselves and do their own inner work. Yeah. And so the people that are going deep see what's going on. Again, are we ever going to know the 100% truth? No. But mm-hmm. but from what I've seen is that like you have to be unafraid because it's really trusting your resilience. All of it comes down to trusting your own resilience. Mm-hmm. If every structure in the outside world that you thought was keeping you safe is not keeping you safe. You have to trust your resilience in that. If you're going to look at your own demons and your own darkness and, you know, the, your own relationships and your own everything, and you have to trust your resilience in that too. And I think that's really what it comes down to. I agree completely. And really this whole spiritual work, it isn't easy. I mean, I think that's the the thing to say. And I think from the outside looking in for anyone that isn't yet on that spiritual path, they would think, well, Danielle, Amberly, why are you doing this? Because actually you're having to put in work, you're having to put in time, you're having to put in space, you're having to put in money. And actually, you're also having to put in a lot of time to feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You're probably having times where you're having lower lows than most people. Yeah. But I think the key to say, and, and an important thing to say, and I think most people listening will really get this anyway, mm-hmm. is actually you will have higher highs and you will have that sense of freedom. You will have that sense of joy and you will have that sense of peace in you. And there will be moments and there will be periods of your life and actually from periods of your cycle, let's be honest, times within the month where you go into that discomfort, you go into those difficult thoughts and feelings. But actually, as you emerge out of that and as you work through that, you're going to feel more freedom, more joy and more peace than you could have ever imagined. So there's a reward. There's a reason for doing it. And I think that that is the thing to say. So once you started to open that sort of spiritual floodgate, it's scary, but it's worth it. Totally. And the rewards are subtle and we haven't been taught to value peace and little simple moments of bliss. We've been taught to value your one vacation a year and your parties and your material items and your status and your success. That's what we've been taught to value. But I just remember having this realization, like petting my dog once being like, oh no, this is how, like, this is happiness. This is the reward. Like these little moments of bliss. And the more you have those, the like, the more like fulfilled inside you feel. And it's such a subtle thing. Like I I always say, like, don't chase, don't chase ecstasy, chase contentment. And like that just feeling of like, I'm so content right now. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. it's the best feeling and it's so subtle. And that's, I, it's kind of like the serotonin versus the dopamine hit. It lasts longer. You know, that, mm-hmm. that happiness lasts longer and it affects your vibration more and allows you to be in more peace and calm. Whereas those big kind of like dopamine hits are fleeting and they leave you wanting more and they leave you feeling empty after. Mm-hmm. You're so right. And I feel like we're the lucky ones and, and many of the people within this community also are the lucky ones because- yeah. We have been given this opportunity within this body, in this earth, on this earth, in this lifetime to actually really live our sole purpose, to really live with our intuition. And I do feel really blessed about that because I'm sure there's been many, many lifetimes where I haven't lived like that. Yes. 
And actually, it's so nice to be in touch with my soul and mm-hmm. to be connected with my soul. And it just gives you such a sense of peace, not only about life, but also about death as well, without starting yeah. to get too dark and no, deep and everything. But totally. It really I think it's like, I 100% yeah. it's like, this isn't the end. We are like eternal mm-hmm. souls. Yeah. And when you can have peace with that, there's so much less fear because so much of what we fear is death. And we like, when I was saying, when it boils down to us, what we want in life is like happiness, joy, bliss. And when we look at, okay, what do we fear in life? It pretty much all comes down to either being embarrassed. So like our ego being hurt, lack, and like, kind of like a survival fear and death. Like those are kind of like the three things that we're afraid of. But for me, it's like, I'm not afraid of death because I know my soul is eternal. I've always said, and I'm living this right now, if I completely like bulldozed everything in my entire life. I trust that I can rebuild it back even better than it was before. So I'm not afraid of that. And, you know, am I afraid of being embarrassed sometimes, but I also, am just like, so open to everyone thinking I'm a complete weirdo. (laughs) I'd rather be totally myself. And like talking about aliens and multi-dimensions and people thinking I'm a complete, like, I'm not embarrassed about that at all. I would be way more embarrassed trying to be fake (laughs) and trying to like put on a veneer. So yeah, I mean, when you can work on all those three things, like there's so much less fear and yeah. It's so true. And how have people in your life responded to your spiritual up-leveling and your spiritual awakenings? Because I'm sure the, well, I'm not sure, I'm guessing that Amberly at 20 years old or at 15 years old wasn't yeah. the same as the Amberly at 35 years old. And actually yeah. people that have known you all of that time, being on yeah. this journey with you, how do they respond? I'm really interested to know that. It's kind of funny because it kind of bothered me before where I felt like, no, people need to understand. I need to teach, but I can't believe people don't see what's going on in the world. I need to tell them everything I need. And they don't, they don't want to know if they don't want to know, you need to just zip it. But yeah, they see the stuff I'm posting on Instagram, whether it's about spirituality or whether it's about the world. And I just, I find it funny now. Like, like I had like a friend and she was over and I know she doesn't listen to the podcast because she's not spiritual, but she was like, she was like, um, she was like, so, and she like had a few glasses of wine and she's like, so why do you just like all of a sudden, like agree with everything Kanye West says? Like, what do you, I was like, you're going to have to give me an example. Cause I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> But like, there's like funny little things or like my family will like joke with me about like certain things. Like, mm-hmm. for example, I don't know if we want to go here, but um, I didn't get the prescribed medicine that most people were told to get. And so on Christmas, my family's like, you're dirty. You're not like jokingly. They're just like, you're yeah. dirty. You're not allowed to come. Like, just like they joke at like, they make fun of me. Like, mm-hmm. and we just poke fun at each other. So my family's really good about like, just poking humor at each other but yeah like I haven't had any like major concerns or people angry at me and I know a lot of people have a lot of people like their spouse is you know doesn't agree with a lot of things they think and that's been a problem luckily like my husband is very open-minded to everything and he's 
my husband's not really in the matrix world either. Like he's into cryptocurrency and he's, you know, on that kind of bigger picture thinking as well. So he sees things from a different light as well. So I've been, and I know that I'm lucky to say that it hasn't affected me because a lot of people, it really has. And that would be really freaking hard, like really hard. So lucky for me. No, that's great. I mean, I'm lucky too. My husband, again, he is, he's very open-minded. I think he's in a different place on his spiritual journey to I am, but he's definitely on a spiritual journey. And I think, and I think my husband has definitely gone much more into his spiritual too. But I also respect that his spiritual journey is going to be different to my spiritual journey. But I think as long as you've got an understanding of where people in your life are, whether they're not on a spiritual journey at all, or whether they're on a major up-level spiritual journey. Maybe they're going through a massive magic dark at the moment. Maybe they're going through a really difficult time. I think it's important just to have respect and understanding for where they are and hope that they have the same thing for you. And also to know different people in your life are there for different reasons, not something which... I've really been reminding myself, particularly after the, over the last couple of years, is each person in my life doesn't have to be everything to me. Exactly. That's so, so actually some one person yeah. you may go and you may talk about fashion all the time and yeah. actually you may go dancing with them and just have an amazing night out. And actually that's your friend for that reason. Another yes. friend you may have a really deep spiritual chat with, like the chat we've just had. There's lots yeah. of friends that I just wouldn't have that exactly. chat with at Same. all. Exactly. But then there's other people that I feel really comfortable having that chat with so that's something I try and remind myself don't expect everyone including my husband to be everything to me just see everybody for the journey that they're on step into their journey when you're with them and then do the same different people so I think it is about just trying to have a variety of people in your life some people who have known you since the beginning other people who have come into your life as you've gone more on a spiritual journey Yeah, so true. And I think not trying, like you said, like not trying to change anyone, like it's not everyone, everyone's soul is here for a different reason. And who are we to try and shift that for them? But also, and you probably have seen this too, is when you stop trying to like probably when you we have this realization that oh not everyone has to be everything for us I found that I've just from afar been inspiring friends more to dive into their spirituality like friends that I never thought would you know even think about this stuff and then they're kind of you know start going to yoga or go on a retreat or you know do whatever and it's like Oh, like, oh, I'm glad I was able to like inspire someone without having to like shove it down their throat. And I think that's kind of the key is like, if you can just be happy and with no expectations of anyone else, that's what's going to inspire them rather than having an expectation on someone. Absolutely. And something which I really hope that people around me, both in the personal and professional context, is I really hope, and I guess this is me just being really open and vulnerable about it, I really hope that people don't ever think because I live a certain way, I'm judging them for living the way they don't. Because I never verbally judge anybody at all. Sometimes, and I don't know if you ever feel this, but sometimes I think because I am so open on a public forum about what I do and the way I live, I sometimes worry that other people will think well I don't do that so is she a bit judgy judgy of the fact that I go and do that um which I'm not at all 
But yeah. I know that that sometimes is a, like a little concern I have. And I think sometimes I overcompensate about that. Like I did a post today about my, my hormones and my PMS and I spoke to the doctor and she gave me three options. She said, you know, you can go on medication like antidepressants, you can go on the contraceptive pill, or you can try and navigate your own self-care natural way. And of course, I picked yeah. number three yeah. with that. That's, that's the way for me. And, you know, I felt like I was maybe overcompensating by saying in that post, but I know for other people, the other options are the right options and I feel like I always have to say that because a I believe that I believe that everyone is on their own path and their own journey but sometimes I do feel like I don't want other people to think I'm judging them that makes sense you do ever feel feel, that I mean I feel that so I don't really feel that because I feel more like they're judging me (laughs) really that's interesting but I feel like that's my one of my big things that I've always like one of my deepest shadows is a is guilt and shame and worried about being judged so I think for me I'm more just like I'll talk about something on a podcast or like on Instagram and be like oh they're gonna think I'm so weird (laughs) (laughs) but like I don't care yeah but it's like I, I I haven't gone the other way where I'm like oh I hope that they don't think that because they don't think this way that I'm judging them. I haven't thought that. Okay, that's interesting. As you say that, I'm also realizing I do worry about other people judging me too. I yeah. thought I'd work through all yeah. of that. <laughs> but I was just visualizing it myself. And actually, of course, you know, it, it's the layers of the onion again. You know, I thought that I'd yeah. work through a lot of those shadows, but I did start to feel some feelings yeah. as you were saying that. So I think there is still a part of me well, that... Actually, now that we're saying it, I I guess like there are times where like, because just for like simplicity's sake, I'll say like, oh, for people that are awake, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. But then I feel bad. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't want you to think like, oh, I think you're not awake. So you're not as smart. They're asleep. It's just a different way of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I am like, again, like sometimes I'm like, I wish I thought more like you. (laughs) Yeah. Going back to that again, isn't it? <laughs> so there's no option. Oh my goodness me, you never know. I think that now we've opened this path. I think that this is it now. It's I think it. like, every time, like, you, there's no going back no. now. I feel like in any <laughs> lifetime, there's no going. oh my goodness Emily I could talk to you forever and I feel like maybe we will wrap it up now because it's been such a gorgeous chat and thank you for being so honest and so open and so vulnerable as you always are and it's you know it's really nice for me because I can also do the same thing when I'm talking to you and I hope that people listening as well well they're going to think one of two things they're either well the three things they're either going to think we're judging them yeah (laughs) they're going to judge us or they're going to be like we get you we're here for it (laughs) we understand it hopefully that (laughs) let us know guys drop us drop us a message we'd love to hear anyway Emily thank you so much can you remind everyone where they can get your lovely rituals app follow you on Instagram and also something which we didn't talk about but obviously of course your prism online um gorgeous media media magazine would you call it lifestyle magazine yeah I mean honestly I mean we don't need to get into it but I'm like we're not really pushing prism right now it's kind of on pause okay Okay, so don't search prism let's just search rituals there's a lot of good content on there prism 
Official.co. Um, but the app you can get at chakragirlco.com. Um, and if you, so you'll subscribe there. And if you use coupon code face yoga, you can get a free month and then you can download the mobile app on for Google play or for iPhone. And you just search rituals by chakra girl. Be, but the reason you have to sign up on the website is because for some reason the app stores don't allow you to use coupon codes. Okay. So I know it's very weird. So if you yeah. sign up at chakrillco.com, you'll get your username and password. Then you download the app and log in to the app with your username and password. Got and it. you'll get a free month with. That's amazing. So all lowercase or capital letters for face yoga? Uh, I'll do uppercase. Uppercase. Fab. Yeah. Okay. We'll put that in the show notes. Perfect. Amazing. Yay. Lovely. Emily, thank you so much again. So nice to chat to you. And I will be on your podcast soon, which is super exciting. Yay. I love it. (laughs) Thank you again. Take care. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.